0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash If you're loving what you're hearing on the show, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is available on more than 20 different platforms, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the Real Estate Espresso Podcast. Well, today's show is not about real estate. We're talking about taking action to protect your family's food supply. I remember watching the news on television in the 1970s as a teenager, seeing the two hour long lines as people waited patiently in line to get a loaf of bread at the bakery in Moscow. The notion of food shortages in the US, Canada, or Western Europe seemed unimaginable. Well, last week I waited in line for 40 minutes to get into the grocery store. Once inside, some shelves were fully stocked and others were 90 to 100% empty. We've been hearing about supply chain disruptions all over the world for components, for manufacturing and now for finished products. It stands to reason that the food supply would be similarly impacted. Whether the cause is labor shortage, transportation disruptions, or problems with logistics, supply chain disruptions are happening now in the path to your dinner table. United States relies upon 3 million migrant workers each year to work in agriculture. They come largely from Latin America. Western Europe relies on migrant workers to work in their fields, largely from Eastern Europe. Border restrictions are already creating workforce shortages in a number of sectors of the agricultural industry. We have millions of unemployed, but the question is, are these people going to choose working in the fields versus sitting at home collecting an unemployment benefits check? In a world of travel restrictions and closed borders, I'm not seeing migrant workers materializing. China exports millions of bees each year all over the world to help resupply the declining bee population, which are key to pollinating many crops. In the absence of bees, the only solution is for humans to hand-pollinate the flowers with a cotton swab. I'm not seeing those millions of people, Q-tips in hand, making their way out into the fields. Vietnam is one of the top three producers of rice in the world. They put an export ban on rice. The United States no longer has a grain reserve. Germany normally invites about 300,000 migrant workers into their fields. Last week, they brought 40,000 workers from Romania to help with the asparagus harvest. They plan to bring a total of about 80,000 migrant workers, but between 80,000 and 300,000, there's clearly a gap. Germany hopes to close the gap with local labor that have been displaced from other jobs. This week, amid reports of widespread outbreaks of COVID-19 at several of the largest meat processing plants in North America, we're starting to see disruptions of the supply of beef, chicken, and pork to supermarket chains. The supply of animal protein in North America is highly concentrated in a small number of companies and a very small number of massive processing plants. A temporary reduction at a Cargill meat processing plant in High River, Alberta, where dozens of employees have tested positive for COVID-19, this single facility represents one-third of Canada's total processing capability. So the impacts to the Canadian beef industry are expected to be immediate and drastic. In the U.S., there's a number of closures of plants that supply chicken, beef, and pork the Smithfield plant in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that one facility processes about 5% of the pork in the United States. It's been closed indefinitely. Now, I'm a vegan, so it doesn't really affect me, but nevertheless, these types of disruptions are being reported on a daily basis. The travel shutdown in the airline industry has reduced air capacity anywhere from 40% to 100%. Traditionally, fresh food supply with short shelf lives have relied heavily on air transportation to get food to market. There are simply fewer cargo based slots available on commercial airliners. My recommendation for listeners of this show is that you make a concerted effort to ensure security of your family's food supply. I'm increasing my household supply of critical items from 60 to 90 days, and even that's not likely going to be enough. We're also planting a much more extensive garden this year than we have in the past. Every year, we plant about 10 tomato plants, zucchini, cucumbers, peas, basil, oregano, and so on. This year, we're going to be more than doubling the size of our garden. I don't expect even that to be enough. I realize there's been a bucket load of jarring news over the past several weeks. And I'm not here to spread negativity, far from it. I believe that armed with good information, you can make good decisions. Better to have a few extra cans of tomatoes and beans and not need them, rather than need them and not have them. As you think about that, Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.